You're listening to The Professional Blur, a podcast hosted by me, Jason Klom. Hi, everybody. It's your host, Jason Klom. Welcome to The Professional Blur, the only podcast about extra work and background acting work. That's the same thing. I don't know why I called them two things. Uh, This week, I have a very special guest. It's my mom, Carlene. Hi, Carlene, my mom. Hi, Jason, my son. How are you? Good. So I call you by your, uh, you know, here's the thing. Do you want me to use your full name? I don't know. You can call me whatever you like, as okay. long as it's not late for dinner, baby. That's there all. There we go. There's my mother, everybody. That is <laughs> that's where that sense of humor comes from. Uh, Carlene Stimson, formerly Carlene Klom. Uh, so that's why she's my mom. That's where the name goes. Then formerly before that, Carlene Funk. Some Funk, people, some yeah. people don't believe that's a last name, mom. Uh, I was <laughs> listening to a comedy album yesterday for my other podcast, and. The comedian was talking about the two funniest names where he came from, and one of them was Eggly Bagelface. I looked it up. Real name. Real name. <laughs> the other one was Skeletor P. Funk, and I'm now like, oh, my God, I hope that person's real. I hope there's Oh, a- my God. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's probably my real dad. Holy mackerel. <laughs> Isn't that fantastic? <laughs> uh, That's so cool. Oh, I my know. God. Skeletor P. Funk. <laughs> oh, so good. Hey, uh, so... You are a person. That's correct, mm-hmm. right? See, this is yep. going to be a, as far as I know. Yeah, this is going to be a very dumb interview because you're my mom. It's I've never. <laughs> you know, it's so funny. Is, so I interviewed Dad for a podcast that hasn't come out yet, all about <clears throat> the Klom family, just because it's about the Klom name, and like mm-hmm. it was like this sort of like oh, like kind of like a heart to heart, and he's telling me st- answering questions I never thought he would answer. I was like, wow, really? yeah. And then of course I like I invite you on a show, and I'm just being a, a dumb idiot for half of it, but that's okay. That's okay. No matter. Ask me whatever you want. I'll tell you. Okay. Well, Sorry. let's talk about the one movie you were an extra in. Okay. Uh, it was 1979's Champions of Love Story. Yes, it was. Yes, it was. Stars Jimmy McNichol, Shirley Knight, <laughs> a bunch of other people. Yeah, tell me what something. it is. Yeah. What well, is this movie? It's Oh, it is, <laughs> as my husband calls it, a classic. <laughs> it's up there with Godzilla, that type classic. Sure. Um. We had, basically, it was an ad in the base paper. I was in the Air Force. They asked for extras to be, to pretend we were in Chicago uh-huh. Airport in the wintertime. It happened to be August in Denver. It's like, okay, I can do that. Mm-hmm. So there was like 150 of us went to the airport, and it was like an unused part of Stapleton in Denver. Mm-hmm. And uh, Jimmy McNichol was the head young man, and a woman named, a girl named Joyce something, I don't know, was the female lead. And um, Jimmy McNichol at that time and his sister Christy were like, they were touting them as the next Donnie and Marie. Oh, sure. They had their specials and the bell bottoms, and it, they were absolutely terrible. And uh, I didn't say that. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyway, we got to the airport, and I think the coolest thing I found out was that when you're walking and you're an extra, you look like you're talking and gesturing, but you don't say anything. Mm-hmm. And that blew my mind. And finally, I figured out okay, they don't want any extra sound in it Mm -hmm. but it was so weird to walk around with the the, 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 the arms are going and you tend to over exaggerate your movements because you can't talk and and then like i said it was hotter than hell we had winter coats and stuff and somebody had jimmy mcnichol page they said he had a phone call Mm -hmm. the director's screaming cut 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 whoever did that's in all kinds of trouble and i think the kid did it because he went off laughing <laughs> you know it's like jesus you know who's who's gonna bother frankly and uh my girlfriend and i were sitting down taking a break and we saw on the bench 
some type of a treatment for Jimmy and Christy McNichol, some type of a movie. So we're doing one of these moving like an inch at a time <laughs> towards it. We get about a foot away, and his mother grabbed it. It's like, shit, okay, <laughs> all right, well, pardon my French. So we had, uh, then they did the catering for lunch outside. Was, oh, my God, the best food. Uh-huh. And I did what would be a, a 1978 photo bomb. Jimmy McNichols eating, so I go around the table, <laughs> and I get really close behind and to the side of him and lean down it looks like i'm eating lunch right now (laughs) and my girlfriend took a picture so it's like yeah i'm so cool look at me yay and i mean people don't even know who he is anymore so that's kind of funny uh but it just like i said i got to meet shirley knight who was fabulous i just love her Mm -hmm. uh richard richard jacob was in the movie but he wasn't there uh tony i think his name was asante there were a bunch of, uh, of really named people in this and mm-hmm. it was about basically a kid who hurt his leg playing hockey so they hooked him up with this ice skater almost like cutting edge with db sweeney mm-hmm. and uh and then he goes off on an airplane and spoiler he dies <laughs> oh my god in a crash yes it was it was heart-wrenching i cried <laughs> jesus <laughs> And it came out on TV, and of course I called my mom, I called everybody, I sit in front of my big screen, which was 13-inch TV at uh-huh, that time, uh-huh. waiting, 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 get to the very end of the airport, and I see a little bit of my coat walking by, <laughs> and that's it, and I could see my boss and my friend, I'm like, oh God, yeah, it is. I like watching it now, because it's so kitschy, and yeah. you were kind enough to get it for me, but it's just... Oh, I mean, it was a fun experience. It was a really cool learning experience, and I would love to have been able to do more because yeah. I thought it was cool. I mean, but I found out it's a lot of hurry up and wait, yeah, which is interesting. Uh-huh. So, yeah, but yeah, it's kind of a yeah, it's a different kind of movie. As I say, it's a classic. So I yeah. just realized this is Eddie Deason's first movie after Greece. Eddie Deason oh, gets really? off of Greece, and uh, yeah, I, I didn't even realize he was in this. <laughs> Which is, who did he? Um, I'm going to have to go back on the DVD, uh, go back and look at what I ripped because what the hell? I don't. I can't even remember who he played. Even though he's the most, like, you know, obvious, you know, nerd. Like, he's the world's mm-hmm. biggest nerd in, every, in everything. And he is. Right. How much How much younger is, like, Matthew Broderick than you? Not by much, probably, right? I want to say maybe seven years, okay. maybe. Okay, because Eddie yeah. Deason is your age, but Eddie Deason is in this. Then he's in Greece playing a teenager. Then he's in Greece 2 playing a teenager. <laughs> then he's in War Games playing, I'm assuming, someone who's supposed it's to be Matthew Broderick's <laughs> age. Like, and I think tomorrow, if you put him in a movie, be like, am I a teenager? It's like, yeah, maybe, <laughs> maybe, Eddie. I don't know. You, you might as oh, well the try. Oh, with the glasses, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. He was so funny in Greece, too. I know, Oh, my yeah. God. Running down the hallway. Oh, people, my God. I don't think people know this on this show, but uh, we're a Greece 2 family, not a Greece family. It's a very yes, weird yes, thing. Yes, 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 we are. It's a weird thing that, that is, but yeah, Eddie Deason has never, uh, I don't know That's that he wild. ages, um, and his voice is definitely the same. There's no doubt about that. <laughs> Uh, so wait, yeah. does that photo that you took on set, do you, do, do you know where that is? I have it. I can send you a Yes, a you need to send it. me. Please scan that. I, yeah, I, I got to put that in the episode. That's amazing. 
<laughs> and you know what else I will send you? Please. I have it. It's my prized possession. I had a piece of paper. Uh-huh. So we were trying to get everybody to sign. So I got like the, the gaffer to sign it. Uh-huh. Best boy to sign it. <laughs> or, Please sign my paper. <laughs> and they're like, yeah, I had a great time. Cool. Love you. Blah, blah. I'm like, oh, my God. Whoa, look at this. Yay. <laughs> that's as cool as it gets. Hey, besides my Alice Cooper mm-hmm. uh, signature, that's as cool as it gets. I mean, you know that's pretty great. Yeah. I, I love yeah. that you just got everybody you could find to sign it. Oh, absolutely. Anybody sitting at the table. We were trying to get them to stay in Denver an extra night so we could all hang out. And they had to go back to California. Well, of course they did, yeah. Of course they did. You know, you can't even be a slut on set. What I'm saying, you know, <laughs> you can't do it. Well, you can, but it's got to be quick and easy, I guess. Sure, so. sure. You gotta, you gotta plan your stuff out. So wait, that's weird. Are you proud of your mommy? <laughs> <laughs> did they shoot a lot of this movie in Denver? All of it, or just? Ah, uh, no. I think just the airport for whatever reason. That makes no it, sense to me. That's very no. It, they said it, it was a, a part of the airport that they weren't using in uh-huh. Stapleton. It was very, very small. Yeah. But I don't know why they didn't do it in California because we were inside the whole time with coats right. and stuff on. Right. You know, you could have been in Los Angeles. And I I, honestly, I don't know why. I don't know. I'm looking at one of the reviews of of this movie uh, from 1999. (laughs) I love this movie. I was and am still a big fan of Jimmy McNichol. And this movie was the one that got me hooked on him and ice skating. Although the ending is very sad. I've watched this movie over and over again. They did a great job. Okay. Oh, my God. Seriously? (laughs) Yep. (laughs) They were drunk. Oh, my Uh God. uh Yeah. It's... uh, it's uh, it's fun to say, hey, I did that, and I was in it, and I got to meet some neat people, but mm-hmm. no. Um, but it, that's my resume, so what are you going to do? Sure. Was it, it was a TV movie, right? Is it, was it a yes, TV it movie? Yes, it was, yeah. Okay. yeah. It was released yeah. January thirteenth, 1979 here, but in the Netherlands, June twenty seventh, 1989. <laughs> Ten years later. <laughs> Couldn't tell you well, why. <laughs> and you would think that the Dutch could handle it better than we could, because they usually... It's a kite, so I don't know. Sure, I know. I mean, they, <laughs> they, were, they were allowed to do that back then. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So what's, oh my God. what was your, is this your first time on any kind of a set? I mean, I know that you have theater experience, so we can talk about theater experience, too. All I ever really did, in truth, um, in high school, I was in a bunch, I had a lead in a bunch of dramas that nobody's, one was called The Willow and I, which I don't know who wrote it. It's almost like a Chekhov kind of thing, you mm-hmm, know, mm-hmm. not the Star Trek one, obviously. <laughs> and uh, uh, The Laughing Ghost, which was fun. I played, we did for the elementary kids. I played the niece of the uncle. And then for the high school, I played the maid of the house. Mm-hmm. Uh, Portrait of Jenny. I was like friend of Jenny, number one. Mm-hmm. I've had like two lines. Uh, and then, of course, HMS Pinafore. Yeah. Uh, my senior year, I did not want to do it. I did not want to try out. I can sing very well, but I learned by wrote. I can't read music. Mm-hmm. My girlfriend said, "Hey, go ahead and try out. Let's go." I'm like, "No." She goes, "Come on." Mm-hmm. Well, of course I went. So what happened? I ended up getting one of the leads, and I'm like, "Oh my god, <laughs> I I can't read this." Uh-huh. So my music teacher was fantastic, very hard on people, but she got the best out of us, and it. it Went really well, and it was like, that was November, and we did it like in April. We did three performances, and it was so much fun. I mean, we had full dress, full, you know, full everything, makeup and set, and it was just so much fun. Mm -hmm. Oh, my God, it was a blast. A really great time. And John MacGyver actually came to see me in that. I was very pleased. That was going to be my next question. He knew my mom from the library in Yeah. Yeah, I was wicked pleased, and he said I did a wonderful job. So, you know, I'll take that. 
anybody who either grew up watching classic TV or is familiar with with classic TV going, I mean, he was even on Lucy, right? I feel like he was yeah, on a little bit Yeah, he played her boss for a while. That's right. So John MacGyver, well-known, um, uh, if you look it up, spell it like MacGyver if you're looking him up at home. Yeah. <laughs> um, but like a very well-known, uh, a very bald, um, <laughs> slightly chubby gentleman, like it kind of looks like a, uh, like a, a sweet uh, baby man. Uh, yeah, like a Buddha kind of almost. Yeah, he's in, my God, holy shit. You know, here's the thing. He's in Midnight I'm, Cowboy. He's in Midnight Cowboy, and I'd forgotten he was in that. I'd forgotten he was in um, The Manchurian Candidate and Breakfast at Tiffany's. Yeah. Now, yeah. Breakfast at Tiffany's, I personally think is a piece of shit, but I'm sure he's great in it. Like I, he, I have never watched it, to be very honest with you. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. It's just never been my thing, I guess. I don't know why. Oh, that's right. And he's also in the mame that you brought us up with, the Lucy mame. I'd forgotten he yeah. was in that, too. Yeah. Uh, he's, you would they know him. They were good him. friends, I guess, he and Lucy. That's so funny. Well, I mean, I wonder, did he grow up in upstate New York since he was living in upstate he for his career? He was born, I believe, in New I think in New York City. I always okay. thought he was British, listening to him. I know, his had voice that little is, bit of, like, uh-huh. you know. But, uh, for whatever reason, he eventually settled up here in, um, was it Blenheim? Gilboa. This says All West Fulton is where he Anybody died. Anybody outside of Harry County wouldn't have a clue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But in an old church, they renovated this beautiful old church, and he had like what nine, nine, ten kids, I think. Uh huh. And this because his son Boris is on a he was on Evil, mm-hmm. and now he's on a it's a oh it's some one of the hundred and ten courtroom dramas that yeah, yeah, he's yeah. on now. So, yeah. yeah, and he was on Person of Interest, and then when I saw him, I'm like, he looks weirdly familiar, and then his name comes up, and I'm like, he's not related to John. He looks and like his dad. He really he does now. Like it's like it, I didn't notice it the first time, but yeah, 100. percent So anybody, if anyway, if anybody wants to know who the hell we're talking about, <laughs> look this man up. He lived in upstate New York, which is uh, yep. not often. That's not a thing that happens. We don't really get. No, a lot not of those. very often. They call upstate anything outside of New York City, and it's like, no, not really. But no, you know, yeah. that's what the the, the big wigs want to tell you so am i misremembering okay. that the tom sawyer he was in was shot in upstate or is that am i completely there was one that was shot in uh how caverns that's right yeah there we right are right down the road from where we lived with your uh your grandma mm-hmm. and uncle ron because he's in it, that but not in that Dick scene. was in it uh-huh the one that unfortunately was killed in the twilight zone movie yeah he played sorry no offense folks engine joe that's uh, what it was yep, written yep uh, and I think it was from Family for uh, Whitaker, Jody, Jody Whitaker was that Johnny Whitaker? Uh huh. And it, I almost think Jody Foster was a little girl, but I'm not sure because they made so many of them. Sure, yeah, they made a lot. And you know, like I'm, but I do remember Vic Morrow because I had a friend that worked there. He used to play chess and stuff with him in between. Oh, really? Takes and whatever. Yeah, yeah. And he got one of the. They had these styrofoam boulders mm-hmm. that got thrown. He had one of those great big boulders. It was Oh, come cool. on. He got to uh, keep that? Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. Oh, I love that I shit. think he probably helped himself, but yeah. yeah. That's what yeah. you do. That's the only way you can get stuff off of a set. I mean, yeah. the stuff that yeah. I stole Choose off of anybody. Mad Men. Oh, yeah, right. I forgot about that story. <laughs> it's not my story for those who are wondering. But No, that's right. Absolutely it, not. I don't, I don't remember the. Remember. F- I don't remember all the details, but it was just some dude I met on a set who said he had stolen Joe Rogan's shoes off of... <laughs> A set? Isn't that what he said? Yeah. Yeah. Because they were the same size. Size nine. I remember <laughs> that. Right. And I'm laughing. Uh, 
That's Every your... time I see Joe Rogan yelling on TV with some, <laughs> Leonard Watts' MMA, and I'm like, oh, my oh, God. No. All I can think of is shoes. Is his yeah. shoes. That's so <laughs> damn funny. I'd forgotten yeah. about that because that is definitely a story that I learned from doing extra work, and then I had, I guess I had to tell you about it because it was so damn funny at the time. Oh, it was a riot. I just cracked <laughs> up. You told me, well, you told me about so many. It was just so funny. It's just, it's nice to know the other side of uh, people still look at everything as so glamorous and it's like it's mm. not really it's, it's yeah, a lot of work and yeah. some of it's kind of i don't know i mean i still on the get other side of glamorous i don't know right it's I, I still get chills when i walk onto a set sometimes oh, but God, that's I different imagine that's but that's so cool i mean coming out uh, to do like or even even doing a stupid studio tour i love those things like uh oh speaking of which i mean you came out here in L.A. Uh, before I was ever born to visit your 77. brother, right? Seventy-seven. Yep. Uh, what what kind of L.A. Hollywood stuff did you do when you were out here? <laughs> oh, sorry. Um, I wasn't talking about cocaine. <laughs> <laughs> uh, actually, um, your uncle Ron and uh, his then wife and the two kids were living out there, so I had a friend pick me up in. Uh, well, uh, Victorville, because mm-hmm. uh, he's stationed at Georgia Air Force Base, and we went to uh, Universal, mm-hmm. which I'd never been to any studio tour. Yeah. And my brother kept trying to get me to sit on the right-hand side of the tram. I'm like, what? He goes, Carlene, seriously, you're going you're gonna to love this. You know? Well, of course, we get down by Jaws, and that freaking shark came up at me, and I almost peed myself. He's going, oh, I'm going to kill you. I am going to kill you. He just thought it was so funny. Of course, Lori's little. Uh-huh. My niece, she's about, oh, maybe two, two, three, uh-huh. laughing. The baby was the Judy's mom, but it was just, it was fun. We did that. We got to see Lucille Ball's dressing room. Which oh, what? Gorgeous. That's great. Okay. And we went on to, um, at the time, the Bionic Woman was the big thing on TV. And yeah. We got to sit on the, the set up in the, the stands and stuff. And then we went through this tunnel that turned. It was from like a six million dollar man episode with yeah. bigfoot i don't don't ask oh believe me, I me when know. i w- when i moved out here it was still that they were still pimping that 30 year old show something that none of us had ever seen and eventually they it adapted terrible. it to the mummy and it was mm-hmm. a little more interesting it's but <laughs> other than yeah because i think it's the six million dollar man wait yeah where he fights bigfoot if i'm not bigfoot. mistaken <laughs> exactly yeah it's like that is so clot that's so true it's so true <laughs> so dumb especially in upstate new york it happens every All the time, yeah. single day <laughs> and we oh, we also went through the water where moses parts the red sea yeah that's great so i felt very holy after that that was wonderful sure yep. i hope you didn't drink, <laughs> i hope you did not drink the water that's my only i did not oh okay. we saw the psycho house yeah. and the hotel which i that was wicked cool i just mm-hmm. There's something about that that's just cool. Yeah. You know, I know it's just buildings, but I don't know. That did that gave me the tingles. That was cool. Right? It's great. I mean, I, again, I think I, I inherited that from you and also, obviously, my love of movies because you let me watch movies from a very, <laughs> like, maybe yeah, I got a little slack for that, but, highly oh well. inappropriate movies. Uh, but, I mean, it's oh, paying off. Oh, but you off. were little. You enjoyed the best little whorehouse in Texas, as I remember. Yeah. There's not a, there's you not, sang along with it. Yeah. I mean, I, how do you not love that movie? I've been arguing. And that, you didn't, they really didn't show anything. No, it's not. And you called, you said, what's a horse house? I said, where they keep horses. Went on from there. <laughs> yeah. And then went to Greece, too. And that was then your next big thing. So mm-hmm. it's like, yeah. Although the one. We had free HBO because we borrowed an HBO box from somebody. So. <laughs> 
that's how we got it. I mean, that's uh, but to be fair though, the thing I watched the most over and over again, and I still have the VHS somewhere, is the one with Arthur and Trading Places on it. Both of which are oh god, maybe inappropriate oh, for children. God, but... <laughs> yes. Oh, I know, and so funny. Oh, my god. I mean, oh, god. there there are boobs everywhere. There are there's a terrible, well, an off color joke about rape in Arthur. <laughs> Um, boy oh boy there's a lot hey but you know what it informed my sense of humor and at this point I I told you I interviewed the writer of trading one of the writers of trading places right you did you did I love that movie Uh, it's a great movie it's fantastic it's a very good film Uh, we're we're going off the rails but that's how these (laughs) that's how these usually go um why okay so what made you so interested in doing the extra work thing because it wasn't paying you right you just you said they no they gave money to like some uh charity type things on base okay you know we forego that i'm like hey yeah i you know i want to do this Mm -hmm. you know i'll pay you let me come out hey because it was just so exciting to me i it's something i always wanted to do is act Mm -hmm. always Mm -hmm. but you know, aren't we all doing that every day? So, you know, <laughs> it's all good. <laughs> but I mean, but I really did. I wanted to, in truth, and I don't want to string your thing out. I apologize. No, no. When I was little, and this only came, I was thinking about all your questions the other day, and I went, when I was about four, I had a little blue dress, I had white rimmed sunglasses, a hairbrush, and my big teddy bear, and he was snuggled in next to me as my husband. I stood on my mom's bed, and I talked into the mirror. I did interviews. There were flashes of light. People were in. I don't think I'd ever seen that. (laughs) I was being interviewed, and I was famous, and I loved it so much until she came in and caught me standing on her bed. (laughs) I won. Oh, my God. Yeah, and my husband was a teddy bear. He was so easy to control. It was fantastic. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and from then on, I was I was hooked. Oh God, I was hooked. Yeah. I mean, were there a lot of TV movies? Did you guys go to the movies a lot as a kid? I realize I don't know. No, we really didn't. I watched a lot, a lot of t- when I was little. Actually, it was Bonanza. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and um, there was one called The Farmer's Daughter, which is like a thousand years ago with Inger Stevens. Okay. Um, a lot of stuff she didn't let me. Well, well Saturday Sky King. Uh, Captain Kangaroo, I love Captain Kangaroo, sure. uh, that kind of stuff, you know, mm-hmm. I hated Bozo the Clown, he scared me to death, <laughs> um, stuff like that, and then as I got older, it was like, uh, happy days, mm-hmm. obviously the Partridge family, sure. obviously of the course. monkeys, obviously, and here comes the bride, because I had my triumvirate, Davy Jones, David Cassidy, and Bobby Sherman, they were all on my wall. That was uh-huh. the Holy Trinity. So, <laughs> and some TV, you know, some TV stuff. A lot of it was crap, you know. And I was sure. across the road from Aunt Jean and all her, my aunt and her. Well, she had nine kids, and there was like I think seven at home. Mm-hmm. I lived over there most of the time. I hung out there, so we did a lot more outdoor stuff. Yeah. But I always want. I just always wanted to act. I always, always, always. But I wasn't necessarily encouraged. So yeah. like, okay, all right. Well, and what the hell was there in Scary New York other than high school acting? Was there option? Were there options? Nothing. Yeah. You'd have to go to probably Albany to even hit any. Probably they didn't even have regional theater at that time. Right. I get Massachusetts was like a big spot. Yeah. For like summer stock and things like that, I Mm -hmm. would love to have done that. I really would. Yeah. Like I said, I have a. I had not so much now, but I had a really good voice, but I can't read music. 
So that's, you know, that goes against you, unfortunately. But once I learn it, I have it. Yeah. But it's just, yeah. So, I, but I would, I would love to have. But you know what? We all take certain directions. We all walk a certain path. It, it, it I hate it. It is what it is. It's so trite. But no, it's, I get it. We though. do what we have to do. You know. Of course, of course. Well, I, 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 I don't know. I was thinking about it the other day because I don't know when you first told me your story about being an extra. But I think I was always surprised that when you told me the story, it's like, oh, yeah, no, it was a job. It was kind of fun. And it was never we, we never really got to get into like how super, super excited you were to be on set. And I, I like that we finally get to talk about that part because I think that's cool. I think it's it fun. fun. I, I think it's the um, oh, I'm not going to ask you that question yet. I have to save that for later. Never mind. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I This is the only podcast where I've got a list of questions that I have to ask every time. Um, right. Do you well, let's skip back though. Do you remember the first time? You let's talk about this. The first time you performed on stage, like uh, I want to know what kind of yeah, stage fright you had. I do. Please tell me about you, it. Kindergarten. Yeah. Kindergarten. I was the song "Over the River and Through the Woods" to Grandmother's House We Go. Uh huh. I was grandmother. I came out. I had a long silk dress that my grandma had made. Harry had their centennial, so mm -hmm. I had a long blue dress, a wig, and I was holding. I hope was a fake pie, but I did pretty good. Mm -hmm. I stepped out from behind a cardboard house. <laughs> and then in first grade, I got promoted to Cottontail, Flopsy, Mossy, Cottontail, and Peter, and Tails, Peter Rabbit. So I got to hop around on stage in a rabbit costume. I love it. So, <laughs> so kindergarten and first grade, and I freaking loved it. <laughs> <laughs> of course you did. I mean, you don't have any fear when you're a kindergartner, do you? I mean, maybe. No, I didn't. No, I didn't. I, I was, I could be, I don't know if precocious is a good word, but I wasn't always necessarily the Swedish child on the block. Uh -huh. <laughs> and unfortunately, once we, we moved to another town, mm -hmm. apparently somebody decided that they would take that out of me. And I got, that was kind of rough for yeah. a while. But yeah, yeah. yeah. But I, I mean. I passed it, but what yeah. do you do, you know? Right. You carry on from there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. You have uh, a few other stories about meeting celebrities <laughs> are they all in denver did this all happen in denver uh the one with lynn anderson happened in mississippi oh and i didn't know if you wanted me to repeat that so i wasn't oh going i to. find them both funny so and if you've got more that i don't know about hit me with them well uh <laughs> a lot of people unfortunately don't know lynn anderson was in the 70s had a song i beg your pardon i never promised you a rose garden sure it's a big deal for a while mm-hmm but the other famous person at that time was Loretta Lynn, coal miner's daughter. Okay, all right. Mm -hmm. Well, I was at tech school in uh, Keesler in Mississippi, and our friend Pat was leaving in the morning to go home and then overseas to Japan. So we all, <laughs> I don't know how many girls it was, I swear, seven or eight piled into Kathy's car, and off we went to the Hilton. We dressed up, and we said, we're going to go have a nice dinner and drinks. And we did. We had a nice dinner. We had lots of drinks. Mm -hmm. And we're leaving, going down this hall. And I went, being smart, I said, oh, shit, we missed Loretta Lynn. And I turned around, <laughs> and there standing about three feet in front of me is Lynn Anderson, Rose Garden, and all her <laughs> entourage. And I'm like, oh. she goes, hello. And she keeps walking. They threw me in the bathroom. Do you know what you just did? I said, yeah, I'm laughing. I just, I couldn't help it. Oh, my God. So finally, we all pile back in the car. We get to go on the base. They turn on the radio. 
what comes on? Rose Garden. We almost <laughs> fell out of the car onto the highway. Oh, my God, Jason, it was the funniest thing. It just, I did. <laughs> she was very sweet and very nice. Sure. And I'm like, oh, my God. Probably not the first time it happened, but. Right. <laughs> Holy shit. Yeah, well, you know, ignorance is bliss sometimes. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? I'm very blissful a lot uh-huh. of times, so. And the only, only other, I believe, I was in Denver. Mm-hmm. And going to a car show, mm-hmm. first date with a new gentleman, very nice guy, and uh-huh. we went, it was beautiful, great winter night, heavy winter coat, and Eric Estrada and Larry Wilcox from Chips were supposed to be there. Well, Eric Estrada was, air quotes, ill, uh-huh, so uh-huh. it was just Larry Wilcox. And I'm like, yeah, I don't really care, I'm not going to stand in line for an autograph, that's just not my thing. Yeah. So we're walking around, we get to go, and I swung my coat out, and it was quite heavy, and I hit somebody with it turn around Larry Wilcox is there just glaring at me and I'm like I'm sorry you know he just stomps on out I'm like wow <laughs> I'm really sorry why would I obviously hit you with my coat <laughs> oh my god he was so upset it's like oh I'm sorry don't fall off your bike about it good lord <laughs> you know? but it was you know I would not do that on purpose and of course the guy I was with he's you know, I heard about it all the way home. You know what you did? I'm like, yeah, I know. I was there. Hello. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah I, I'm, yeah. I hit the boring guy from Chips with my coat. Yeah. Oh, darn. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> People are going, who's Larry Wilcott? They don't even know. They barely know who Eric Estrada is. Yeah. And at, at least Eric Estrada has made it a point to stay in the uh, the limelight even uh, even as a joke. Like, he knows when he's being a joke. Like, he knows when he's, you know, Larry Wilcox. But he's probably w- retired and doing just fine. And, probably. Yeah, he know. doesn't even do commercials or anything, you know, for, like, uh, erectile dysfunction <laughs> stuff. So, yeah. <laughs> you know. Yeah, you know, I don't think he ever did anything after that, to be very honest with you. I mean, nothing that I remember. You know, it was really no. difficult. It was easy keeping my bike up. But do you know what isn't easy keeping up as an older gentleman? Hi. <laughs> I'm Larry Wilcox. <laughs> perfect. Oh, my uh, God. That is freaking perfect. Hilariously, we're both wrong. He's done a few things. Not much, but he has done a few things since Chips. Um, so really? Larry, Probably love Bo, right? Larry, if you're interested, I'm very sorry if I've uh, offended you. Um, <laughs> my apologies, sir. I didn't mean to bruise you. <laughs> Larry, Larry, you're welcome on this show anytime. I will not hit you with a coat. Uh, <laughs> that's so funny. I mean, those stories, I mean, obviously being out here, those stories happen. You would think they'd happen more often, but I've never hit anybody with a coat or made a, a total ass of you myself. You haven't lived, anybody. Jason. You haven't lived. <laughs> I'm sure I've embarrassed myself in front of, uh, oh, no, I have, because I don't know if I mentioned this before, but like I was on the, the show Crossing Jordan, and it was the show I had dyed my hair black for. And yeah. everybody, there was a, a bunch of extras were hanging around Jerry O'Connell, who was being nice enough to talk with them, and he was leaving. So he was shaking all their hands, and I'm like, oh, fuck, I got to get in on this. And so I ran over, and I put my hand in to shake it, even though I had not been hanging out or talking with him. <laughs> and still, as a nice gentleman, he's like, uh, okay, hey. And he shook my hand and left, and it was uh, <laughs> awkward. And that that's the uh, kind of, that illustrates most of my early extra work. <laughs> It's kind of how it was. Uh, I'm, I'm going to actually, I'm trying to think. I'm going to have to send you, Mom, an episode or point out when it comes out of this that is maybe the most embarrassing Bruce Willis story I've ever heard, and this person really just rolled with it. Uh, it's one of the funniest things I've ever heard in my life. Oh, cool. Um, I yeah, love Bruce it's, Willis. It's, it's very good. You, you will really appreciate, um, uh, I can't, I don't want to give anything away. It's very funny. Okay. <laughs> 
Um, so I want to let's let's we have one segment on the show and it is called five and over. So if somebody has five lines or under, they're usually called a five and under or an under five on a set. Um, and if you're an extra, you're an extra. So we take people's uh, few line parts or extra work and spin it off into their own series. So I'm guessing we have to do the the lady in the fur coat or whatever kind of coat you were wearing in the airport in Denver or in Chicago, technically. So mm-hmm. so what is her spinoff? Uh, you don't have to come up with her name, but if you want to, you can. I want to know who she is in her everyday life and what's her show or movie about. I believe she would go by Lola. Uh-huh. I think Lola, not a showgirl, sure. but I think she had <laughs> an upstanding... Bouffant, nail-biting uh, salon. Mm-hmm. Just the, I mean, tip-top of everything. And mm-hmm. I mean, everybody wanted to be there, be seen, to be done. I mean, the rhinestones, the glitter in the hair, mm-hmm. the big earrings, just to be seen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Lola. I, I, I like the name Lola. That just seems to embody her. Yeah. And she would have, God forgive us, a real fur coat mm-hmm. down to the floor. Mm-hmm. And some black high heel boots, <laughs> and probably a black leather mini skirt and halter top is, is uh-huh. what I'm thinking for her everyday job. Okay, I can kind of see that. Sure, you know, yeah, yeah. 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 And it, yeah. this is just a story of her dealing with her her salon and the people who come in every day. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, okay. she would have uh, celebrities come in, sure. and then she'd have folks from you know around the corner want to look like celebrities Mm -hmm, and it's mm -hmm. not hard to do anymore because unfortunately everybody's kind of blurred that line between (laughs) i look cheap and i don't sure so it's kind of yeah so yeah i think i think that's what she'd like to do and Mm -hmm. you know she was happy to be in the airport but she was just passing through had to kind of underdress you know not be seen Mm -hmm. you know just go on her way so that people didn't bother her to try to make appointments and things like that you know (laughs) Like under the radar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And do yeah. you now? Does this show take place then, or does it take place now when she's I an older woman? I think now. Okay. And what frightens me the most is thinking of sixty-three-year-old woman in a miniskirt, <laughs> halter top, and high boots, and mm-hmm. I would never wear a real fur coat. Mm-hmm. But God help us with the rest of it. Yeah. <laughs> it's frightening, son. It's frightening. <laughs> oh, I love that so much. Uh, you know, some of my other questions are usually more applicable to people who have done like more extra work. But first of all, you've extended one extra gig into an uh, awfully entertaining series of stories. But do you, because <laughs> the thing is what I like to ask people, I had never thought to ask anybody is if they've ever fucked up a take. I'm assuming they didn't have to stop the camera because of you at any point. No, no. See, good they job. did for a few people that, that didn't know enough to actually shut up. Oh, really? It was kind of a little mutter, and they're like, the guys going, "Look, I seriously, please, can you just be quiet?" I don't, I don't see how hard that is, but uh-huh. I, I, I can understand it because when you're watching a movie, the sound is all put in the back, and so you think everybody's honestly talking, and and for I don't sure. think they got that. I don't think they quite sunk in. Was but every it was kind of funny? Was, was every funny. extra from the base? Were they all Air Force folks? Yes, that's amazing. Yeah. Uh, I have like in the, of course you can see everybody. My boss, you can see in there walking through with his wife two or three times. Love it. My good friend Diane, my friend Chris, you, uh, my friend Levita. They had two stewardess uniforms. Uh huh. I hauled upstairs. I said, "I got to be a steward." As my girlfriend's walking out with the last costume, I, oh. I, I hate you so much. I, <laughs> 
hate you. She's like, <laughs> so she's really, she stands up. She's a really pretty light blonde with, I think it was like a blue outfit with red, red trim or something. So yeah, she got to be a stewardess. So I could smacked her, but that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> I but really, it was, uh, it was fun. I'm was kind fun. of really thrown by that. Th- they may have only done very little in the Denver area. That's really weirding me out. Isn't I, that strange? I don't know why. The only thing I can think of is that perhaps, Mm-hmm. I don't know how they do movies, if they could do it right through with TV, or if uh, Shirley Knight or somebody had something going locally mm-hmm. for mm-hmm. a couple of days that they did that, or would they do that even? Would uh, they bring everybody there just it for that? It depends on how important that, that person is to the production. I mean, you never right. know. I'm going to have to dig. I'm, is this... She was the mom. She was Joyce's uh, mom. Joyce, whatever the hell her name is. Well, I the... apologize, Joyce, right now. I don't remember your last name. I'm sorry. The director is not still around, but the writer is. I may, I may have to dig. I may have to try and hunt down the writer of this movie because... You know, why not? He wrote for China right, Beach. Exactly. Like I said, it's a lot like, you remember Cutting Edge with D.B. Yeah. Sweeney, right? And Moira Kelly. This is like, um, he dies first. The other one was more uplifting, which was fun. But right. it's the same story. Mm-hmm. Same story. Uh, Supposedly this... based on a real one, but I, I you saw know, that, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I wonder if they don't just throw that stuff in half the time. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know. The writer also wrote for China Beach and produced a, or executive really? produced a bunch of China Beach and then went on to do a few West Wing episodes, a bunch of other stuff in oh, between. Oh, West Wing. I love that show. show and China Beach as well. I got cut out of the West Wing. I was an extra on that show. And I got Were you really? Out. Yeah. I didn't know that. I was an extra. And on that ver- the one day, it was the sh- one of the shortest, day- shortest days, one of the extras was an English guy who had just become the new stepdad of Ben from Golden Growing Pains, I mean. From growing pain. Really? Yep. He was married to his mother. And then the other guy was, again, so, you know, we're all playing like people who work at the White House. This guy had supposedly, according to him, I never got his name and I should have. Uh, he was like, yeah, I'm here. I'm kind of taking a break. Uh, I was living in D.C., but uh, I was in one of the offices where they sent anthrax to. So I kind of quit. So he he quit working in in government and came out here and the irony of course was that he was doing extra work on a show about the government which I thought was <laughs> very strange and I've talked about this before but that was one set where I I didn't get to meet Martin Sheen but everybody said oh yeah Martin usually eats uh, with the extras because he used to be an extra that never happens that never really happens. yeah because I remember you telling me that because I love Martin Sheen oh, I just so there's good. something about him he just. He seems like he's above board, but he's not blowing his own horn about it. Exactly. I will recommend anybody watch the execution of Private Slovak if you want to oh cry my your God. eyes out. That's oh good... my God! That is, oh, <laughs> and I I couldn't believe that actually happened. It just uh, it's yeah. heartbreaking. It's a heartbreaking movie. It's a TV movie. Yeah, it again. is. It's very good though. Very good movie. Um. Uh oh. Here we go. Let's talk about the food on set. Did you have what was your favorite thing that you got to eat on set? I think they had a roast beef dish, Ooh. and I'm not quite sure if it was a stroganoff mm-hmm. or what it was. And like I said, it was outside a gazillion degrees, but it was so good. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God, because I like stroganoff anyway. But, yeah, yeah, that was really – they had an amazing spread. I couldn't believe it. I love it. Really well happens. done. I don't know. Obviously, somebody locally catered it, but they did a great job. That's always nice. It's nice when they, uh, when they actually fork out a little bit of something. Some shows are garbage, and then some will be like – madman and like hey no here's steak and chicken and anything you absolutely want you can keep coming back for seconds and thirsts. right right it's uh, pretty good it's fun stuff um mom thank you for talking mm-hmm. with me 
Absolutely. Um, uh, I I appreciate it. I mean, you know, I, I don't... Absolutely, I don't... absolutely. I was happy to do it. I was so glad that you asked me to do it. I was going to tell you one thing, though. Yes. That you did not know. What's that? Okay, I am three degrees from Kevin Bacon. Oh, are you? Please tell me. I was in Champions of Love Story. Richard yes. Jekyll was also in it. Richard Jekyll was in Starman uh-huh. with Karen Allen. Karen Allen was in Animal House with Kevin Bacon. That yeah. is fantastic. Done! Ah! <laughs> and I know I just made Kevin Bacon's day. I know I did. Yes. I mean, he's been wanting to know. He's been waiting for you to do the math. He doesn't... Hasn't he, though, for the longest time? He hasn't made a good movie since he found out, you know, I wasn't talking to anybody. It's a shame. <laughs> Sorry, Kevin. I love you. Now I he knows. Now he knows, and things will change forever for him. <laughs> uh, well, thank you, Mom, for doing the show. Oh, I was so proud to. Thank you for asking me. And thank this you. This was a treat. And thanks everybody for listening. And as I always say at the end of every episode is, I'm sorry I missed your thing. I don't own a TV, so. <laughs> you can find The Professional Blur on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and anywhere else you find podcasts. And follow Jason on Instagram at Jason Klom and follow his hashtag, The Professional Blur. Stolen Dress Entertainment. Hey, it's my turn. Ah! <laughs>